0: So if we could all please turn to a very short verse, but one of the best. I'm going to be reading it at the end as well, with along with this, uh relatives, we should say, relative verses. But Philippians 4:4. And if you have the ability to stand to honor its reading, uh, please do. But if you can't, then that's okay. I understand. I read it. To. Philippians 4, four says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. Summer is upon us. Summer is upon us, and with summer there comes vacation time for a lot of different people. I know that's hard to believe right now because with the way things are with people, some people can't afford it but vacation time usually comes with summer and when summer comes and vacation times come many people think of paradise they think of paradise they think of relaxation and taking it easy they think of taking it easy now this doesn't always happen the way that we plan uh, I, I've seen many times we go on vacation and things don't always turn out the way we hope they would it's just the way it goes but everyone has their own idea in their mind and in their eye of paradise and vacation. And everybody has different ideas of what vacation is or paradise is. Some, For some people, going out in the wilderness is vacation, paradise. Not me. Because I'm not much of that kind of a guy. I'm not much of a, a fishing person going out in a camper or anything. But for some people, that's, that's their idea of, of, of paradise, of, of vacation. Some people's idea of vacation is going out to historical sites. My dad loved that. That's not my thing, but that was. But he loved it, so for his sake, we did. We went up to a lot of those things. For some people, it's going to certain uh, types of parks, you know, whether it be national, or whether it be theme parks, and th- some people love that stuff. For others, things that I enjoyed doing were, were stupid, uh, but I enjoyed it. You know, last year I went on a vacation, meeting lots of people I enjoyed, and for some people they think, oh, that's dumb, but for me that was my kind of vacation, my kind of paradise. You know, for some they have fantasy dreams come true, and that's to get away from it all, and that's fun for them there are some people who go to cities just to me don't seem fun but to them it is everybody has their idea of, of paradise of fantasy of, of vacation of, of great things for them everybody has their own idea of it to get away from it all vacation paradise everybody's got their own idea you know growing up I had many uh, TV shows that I loved uh and then some of them I would watch them and just in watching them I feel like I was in paradise for a short time and I'm sure you, you've had your own ideas of that too there are many of them that I watched. One of them was Y Five O. You ever you, you watched that show? Y Five O. I always enjoyed that, and there were a few others. One of them that I watched was Fantasy Island. You remember? I'm talking about the original Fantasy Island. Yeah. Ricardo Montalban and he had a little tattoo and I enjoyed that uh, show. The plane, the plane. You know, I enjoyed that show. I really did. Now they've had a couple remakes, but I haven't enjoyed them as much. Uh, Fantasy Island. I enjoyed Fantasy Island. That was a good old show. Problem was it, was, it was goofy, but it's fun. And things would start off pretty good. People had have their fantasies, and they would enjoy it. But it would always go wrong, usually. And some people's fantasies were a little dangerous. But one of my all-time favorite shows when it comes to Paradise, and it really is my favorite of all the 80s shows, probably my very favorite show, is Magnum P.I. And I'm not talking about that new remake. I, I, I'm not much into that. But I'm talking the original Magnum P.I. Because Thomas Magnum was named after, you know, uh, Tom Selleck, so you know. And uh, I got this specific tie because, I, and I own this shirt, incidentally. I almost wore it there. I didn't know. But I happen to love Magna P.I. They call this the Jungle Bird Red that shirt. I love that shirt. own that shirt. I wear it a lot. I happen to love Magna P.I. That's my idea of paradise. Getting away from the world. Being out there in Hawaii. Getting away from everything. Of course, as you know, if you ever watch the show, He didn't get away from trouble too much, but he'd go sit on the beach and watch the nature God made. He would see the wonderful water. He would see the sunset. I'm not going to get into talking about all the other stuff you see, but I will say that he saw a lot of the other great things that God made, and that was a beautiful paradise. Paradise, and I'm talking now, by the way, the name of the sermon today, the title is Paradise Island. And I'm not talking about island, you know how it's spelled, but paradise, Island. And I'm talking about E-Y-E land, I-land. Because we all have an idea in our own I, in the eye of our mind, at least, of what a paradise is. And paradise, and I'm talking in the, in the sense of the definition of paradise, is a place of exceptional happiness and delight. And that's what it says when you look up the definition. Paradise is a place of exceptional happiness and delight and the light so everyone has an idea of paradise what their eyes are looking for when they think of paradise my idea of paradise may have nothing to do with yours or yours mine or anything else like we said before and man's idea of paradise and i'm talking about the modern idea of paradise is more like the fantasy island what they fantasize after what they want and it's nothing to do with what god's paradise truly is because we know as we see in genesis chapter one through three That God made everything absolutely perfect. We see it when He created the whole world. Okay, so we only know what happened in the Garden of Eden, but God made everything, and I've said it so many times God made everything absolutely perfect. Nothing wrong with the world at all. Everything was perfect. I mean, there was no death, there was no sin, there was no pain, no sadness. Folks, there was no work, there was no reason to take a vacation, there was no work. The only work that Adam had to do was naming the animals. Oh, how hard that is, using your imagination and naming the animals and naming the trees and things. Oh, you wouldn't want to know the things. I would have named them. I would have had silly names. And they probably were silly to other folks, but there's no other folks to judge. Because Adam was put in charge of God. Name this, name that. Oh, what a wonderful job that would be. Wouldn't that be fun? God said, I've given you imagination. Have a blast. And that's what he did. God gave him the ability to go out there and just have fun with it. And he did. God, it's like whenever you give a kid a piece of paper. Like when I was a little kid. And my grandma would give me a crayon. God said, have fun. you get to create and have a good time. And he did. He got to, he got to create himself. He got to name all the things. What so he got to do in the perfect world that God made. Because God knows what we need. And God provided and God gave everything. But here's the thing that people don't even think about when they think about the paradise God made. It was paradise because he had a perfect relationship with god god would come out there walking amongst them and he'd be talking to god all the time and everything was perfect because that's what paradise is a perfect wonderful relationship with god and adam had it isn't that wonderful god was walking amongst adam Talking with him, and I don't mean he looked up and saw God's face, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the fact that he was right there with them. It said that God was there, but then something terrible happened. We know what happened. Along came that slimy little serpent. No, I don't mean literally slimy, but you know that little serpent. It wasn't really the serpent, though, it was Satan dressed up in that little serpent clothing. We know, you know what I'm saying. Satan came, and what did he do? What did he do? Satan had his eye on God's paradise. He wanted to ruin it, and he did. He did ruin it with manipulation because he made a promise, you see. He made a promise of paradise that wasn't even real. He promised Adam and Eve through manipulation. Oh, God! God doesn't want you to do that. God didn't tell you everything. You see what he did? You see what he did? He manipulated Adam and Eve. Oh, God didn't tell you. He didn't mean you couldn't really have that. Go ahead. Eat away. Because that's what Satan does. He comes, he manipulates us. He does it to us every day, doesn't he? He comes, he tempts us, he manipulates. Oh, God doesn't mean that you're not supposed to sin. Is that really a sin? You see, he manipulates us. He does it every day. And he did it to Adam and Eve. He manipulated them. And he got them, promising them a paradise that wasn't even real. It was a fantasy. And Adam knew it. Okay, so we know that he didn't know right from wrong in the sense that he had never sinned before. We know that. But he knew, and so did Eve, incidentally. He knew because they knew what God said. And if we have a close, personal relationship, we know to listen to God and not to listen to the enemy who comes and tries to manipulate us. We need to keep our mind on the paradise that God has given us and not from the fantasy island the fantasy land, the fantasy island that Satan has promised to say he can't even deliver. We know that. So let's look what happens. Man's idea of paradise, the eyes are searching for that fantasy paradise island, and they finally land on that fantasy that they can't even get. But that's what happens. Ever since then, Satan, has his he got his way. And man has been searching, putting his eyes on a land that he can't even receive. And so it's what we do. Man, I'm talking about mankind is always trying to keep their eyes on some sort of promise, some sort of paradise, some sort of fantasy, some sort of vacation land. And folks, I'm not talking about it's wrong to go on vacation. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's it, it's wrong to do those things. It's not even what we're talking about. We're talking about a spiritual fantasy land that people are always searching for, some sort of happiness that doesn't even give. It can't. The only true paradise is a life with the Lord God. So let's look what happened. After that, Satan brought his fantasy to life of sin and destruction. That's what he wants to do to all. A man's delight is no longer to be close. That he gave man's delight. Is no longer to be close to God. He used to have a delight in being close to God. Can you imagine the great delight it was to be close to God every day? Every day. He was close to God. Now he has no longer his delight. Now the delight He's doing all these wants, these things that are the flesh. Listen to what it says in 1 John 4.1. You can write this down if you like. 1 John 4.1. This is what it says. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. There's many false prophets. They're going to tell you things, just like the devil did. They're going to try to get you to, oh, eat of that fruit. Oh, eat of that. It's, it's paradise. Do you know why there are so many ministers out there? By the way, I'm not trying to put down any fellow brothers and sisters of Christ, but there are a lot of people who tell you things that seem too good to be true, almost seem unbiblical. And you know why a lot of times they are. It's more like a fantasy island than it is of the actual paradise that God has told us about. God made us a paradise, and it got destroyed because people listened to the fantasy island Satan promised. And so the question we need to ask ourselves, what is your deepest desire and delight? What is the paradise that we're after? Well, we read earlier that that's the definition of paradise, is our delight. A place of exceptional happiness and delight. What is your deepest delight? Now, I realize we all have a different delight. You know, some of my delights in life, (laughs) you may laugh at. I, I, I find delight in probably ignorant things, that you may think you just sitting. But my deepest delight is in the Lord being pleased with me. And there are things in my life that I look at now and I say, God isn't pleased with that. And I sometimes focus on that and I get mad at myself. And then the Holy Spirit tells me, Philip, don't focus on the mistake. Learn from the mistake. Do not focus on it. Do not stay back on it. As long as you're not living in that once-was-fantasy island and you escape from it, then it's okay. You know, I don't know if you've all ever heard of this show, but there was another island show called Gilligan's Island. (laughs) You ever heard of it? Oh, surely not. But Gilligan's Island was a fantasy island type of thing, but they all accidentally wrecked. Oh, they could make anything out of a coconut, except they didn't know how to fix that hole in the boat. But anyway. The point is this. They couldn't escape that island. They couldn't escape. They couldn't get away. All Gilligan's fault, usually. But that being said, was this. They couldn't escape that island. Well, we can't escape an island either so very often. But if we would just focus on the Lord God, we could escape these islands that we're stuck on because we need to get away from it and focus on the Lord God, get away from that crazy fantasy and focus on the Lord. So very often, I'm stuck in the past stuck in there, and if I just focus on what the Lord has to give me, so the question goes back to what is your delight? Don't focus on those other delights. We could escape from those other delights if we focus on God, because I'm going to read to you once again this wonderful scripture that I've yet to read, but listen to it now. Psalms 37, verse 4, and you might want to write this down, because it's very important. Psalm 37, verse 4 says this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now this has been misquoted, misconstrued, misused so very many times because they're focusing on the latter part of that verse and not the further. Listen to it again. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So if your desire is God and your desire is the Lord, you will have the delights of your heart. He will give you what you want, give you what you need, give you what will help you grow. He will give you your Paradise. He will give you those things. You'll grow and enjoy what you have. So many times we already have what we need, what we desire. We will have that paradise and we will quit seeking what we don't need. You know, the paradise for Christians is isn't vacation. And there's nothing wrong with having a vacation. We know that. But it's not the vacation. It's not the treats we receive. Again, there's nothing wrong with having treats and vacation. That's that's all I'm saying. But that's not what paradise truly is. For a Christian, a paradise is a close, personal relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. that never ends. And we're to grow in it every day. And sometimes we take our eyes off. But we're to put it right back on and realize we're not alone. That's what our close personal relationship is. That's the delight. That's the paradise that we should know we have. Remember when Jesus was on the cross. And we can find this in Luke 23, 42 through 43. This is what it says. He was on the cross. There's two thieves with him. Two thieves on each side. One mocked Jesus Christ. Mocked the Savior. Mocked him. Along with everyone else. And then there was another one. And what did he say there? He said, Lord, this is verse 42 of Luke 23. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What was Jesus' response to that? His response was, Jesus said unto him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, let's look at that meaning here. Paradise. Paradise. That was really the other side of Hades. Hades doesn't mean hell. I know people all the time say, Jesus went to hell. That's not what it's saying. Jesus didn't go into hell. It was the other side of the grave, Hades. But now, now, heaven is paradise. Is the paradise we go to. Afterwards, after we are, after we are dead, which would say after we die, we'll go into a paradise, which is heaven for the now, only for the now. Only for the now. The time is coming, though, when paradise will be here on earth because there will be a new earth. God will recreate everything the way it once was. We spoke about how God made paradise. He made everything perfect. Sin messed up through Satan. It will be brand new. It will be a paradise once more. And the question then is, are you ready for the paradise? Are you prepared? Do you have the ticket of Christ ready to receive the paradise? Which paradise do you wish for? Which paradise are you ready for? Because mankind many times has wished for paradise and they've come up with their own ideas, their own definition for paradise. Many, many times they have come up with their own idea of paradise, have come up with their own fantasy lands, whether it be an island, whether it be another part of land. They've come up with their own ideas over and over and over again. There's places here in America that they have built. up. This whole land has become like a fantasy land where they come up with their own ideas of fantasy, what they have, have construed as freedom is not freedom from sin. It's freedom from God. And that is not what we as America was built on because we were built on the, 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 the very word of God and promises of freedom from the sin, which we'll talk about more as 4th of July comes close. As I do that, I actually do that. But the truth be told is many lands have built themselves on a fantasy a fantasy of freedom. They do that. And there's some in the Bible, and there's many of them actually in the Bible, that we see that they build themselves on a fantasy, only putting themselves into slavery and damnation. One of them being Sodom. The other being Gomorrah. And those are just a couple. Just a couple. Those are lands that were living in flesh. And they were proud of it. They flaunted it. They were glad to be living in the flesh. Living in all sorts of lifestyles are ungodly. These lifestyles were unbiblical, and they flaunted it. They lived a life of pride, and it wasn't just once a month. Excuse me, it was just one month a year. That month wasn't just June. No, it was all sorts of months that they were proud to live a certain lifestyle They continued to go on. It wasn't just that way. They had all sorts of false gods and other things. They were flaunting it, but it was a fleeting happiness, a fleeting happiness. No matter what sin we have that we flaunt in God's face, it could be all sorts of things. Living out of wedlock. People do it all the time. More often than not, people do it. And it's not of the Lord God, and they do it all the time. Until death and burning come their way, sadly. That's what happened in Sodom. That's happened Gomorrah. And we should not be happy about that. Oh, we see it did happen. And there's been proof of it. We see that it happened. It was, this is not some fairy tell the people try to say it is a it's not. They found proof of it. This is what it says in the book of Jude. I was getting ready to say chapter 1. And the fact is, the book of Jude only has one chapter. Only one. But I still say chapter 1 because that's not unfactual. It's true. Chapter 1, verse 7. It says this. Jude was is Jesus brother. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities in like manner. It means they were living separately. This one it says. And the surrounding cities in like manner gave themselves into immorality and went after different flesh. They serve as an example by suffering the punishment of eternal fire. That's nothing to be thankful for. We should pray for something. And I'm talking about all sinful matters, not just the one. We should pray for such. Not flaunt that these people are living evil. Because the thing is, is I, I personally love all people. God does too. He loves all people. Then why did he allow them to die, folks? He gave them free will. He allows us all. Just like before you were saved, he gave you a chance to. And when you were doing stupid things, ungodly things, and we all done it. You are also doing foolishness. Even now if you lie, if you cheat, if you steal, curse, whatever it might be, you're doing something that's inappropriate and God doesn't appreciate it. Even if now you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, God knows and you know. That's why the Holy Spirit is telling you stop. That's why you might be feeling guilty right now. for all the sin of all word, God and unrighteous know not one. As it says in the have you ever heard of the land? Have you ever heard of Pompeii? I went a couple years ago, a few years ago, to a place down there at Union Station that spoke of Pompeii and it spoke about many things. It was a part of Italy. They lived in the same way as Sama False gods and everything. Well, have you ever heard of Mount Vesuvius? Mount Vesuvius, it was, it was a part of Pompeii. There was a volcano that was there. Mount Vesuvius. It went off. It went off. It went off on the sinful, arrogant place of Pompeii. Around 79 AD, it went off. And sadly, it destroyed Pompeii. And I say sadly because we don't want sorrow and pain on anybody. But When people live in a boisterous ungodly way, we see that bad things happen. Many times people thought that there was prayer and things to the false gods, and maybe there was some. But when later on, when years later there was digging that people did to the remains that they found in the land, they found that there were some people who were dying in their homes who had been, believe it or not, and this is, ter- this is terrible, where I'm about to tell you, they found that there was a home where somebody had been riding with coal on the wall. These people had basically been cooked in their home because they were still in it. They were cooked alive. Uh, Basically, you could say boiled. I guess I don't know what the right phrase is, but they were baked in their home. And they took the coal, and they wrote on the walls, and it said Sodom and Gomorrah. They wrote that they died like Sodom and Gomorrah. So they they were praying to the Lord. They knew that they had basically asked for it. Living in sin to the sinful. Seems like paradise for a time. For a time. And it does. But then the time comes when it doesn't. How many times have I heard of people who live simply, and, 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 and folks, I'm talking about any habit. A habit that you've had. Maybe it's the way, and I don't want to get into any specific ones. You know what it is, whether it be things you drink, things you. Bring into your body whatever it might be, ways of living, and then it affects you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even. And things that you do, it comes back and said, "Boy, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I'd quit earlier. I wish i had never. I should have never." And you go tell other people. I go tell other people, "Don't ever do what I did. Don't ever do what I did. Don't ever do what I did, folks." We should not find such paradise. In these little things, paradise is to be found in our relationship with the Lord God. And if we're listening to the Lord God, we'll get away from such little things that paradise isn't really found in because it'll take us away from true paradise, the closest to the Lord God, Jesus Christ. And it'll take us to a small fantasy that leads to destruction. Because that's what it does. There's another island that I'm going to talk about for just a second before we end here. This is the island of Patmos. It was an island where there's a lot of people who live there now, and there there has been for many, many years, Patmos. But the thing about Patmos is, Patmos for a time had been deserted, and there were very few people who were able to be there at the time. One of them was John. John, as we know, the, the the man who's blessed, the, the beloved one. And John was on this island of Patmos when the Lord God showed John that God's paradise was going to return the way he originally made it. And this is when he wrote the book of the Revelation. To show us all that paradise would return to this world. It is yet to do it, but it doesn't mean it's not going to. And the question becomes, are we ready for the paradise? Are you prepared? He said to the church, by the way, the church will go into heaven. It will come when Jesus comes back, but that's not until after chapter 3. So in chapter 2, he says he's speaking to the churches. Which churches? Well, we don't know yet, but we do know. He says this into the churches on in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give permission to eat of the tree of life. We're talking about salvation. To the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. We're talking about salvation. We're talking about going into heaven for the now. Into heaven. We're going to be going to be with the Lord. With those who have yet to come to know Jesus, come to know Jesus. Don't wait. Because you don't want to wait too late. If you want to go to paradise, if you want true paradise, don't seek for it yourself. Don't go towards the fantasies that Satan has put into your mind. Don't listen to other people online. Don't listen to the people in your life. Don't listen to their fantasy islands. Don't do that because it's just that a fantasy. Seek the true paradise that God has given us the delight that we can have a close personal relationship. And you can... One day be in the paradise that God created in the first place. But if you're not seeking that paradise, you're not going to receive it when the time comes. I praise the Lord God that He's going to allow me to go, not because it's what I deserve, because I don't deserve it. I don't deserve that paradise. It's going to be far better than Magnum ever received in his days on those episodes, let me tell you. I cannot wait to be in the paradise that God is creating for us all. I'm ready for it. I hope you are too. Who's ready to go? Who's ready to be in paradise? Are you ready for paradise today? I'm prepared for paradise. Oh, but I know right now it's hard because we look at this world we're in and it sure doesn't seem like paradise. But don't worry. God has got it set. He's got it prepared. We're going to go to paradise. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for paradise. Revelation 21. Listen now revelation 21 verse 4 says god and this is after everything's taken care of listen what it says now revelation chapter 21 verse 4 oh god shall wipe away all tears from their eyes there shall be no more death neither shall there be any more sorrow nor crying nor pain for the former things have passed away praise the lord god no more pain no more listen i can tell you as someone who feels pain every single day, many, 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 many times throughout the day, I'm ready for that. Are you ready? That's paradise to me. Now the Titanol people may not appreciate it, but I don't care. I can't wait for that paradise. I'm looking forward to that paradise, but the question again is, are you ready? Are you prepared for paradise? I'm ready for it. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give I'm ready for that paradise. But if you have not asked Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, you better get ready right now. You better call out to him. Remember what it says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9, one of my favorite verses of all time. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Call out to him today. Have a close personal relationship. Back paradise. paradise. I want to say that's paradise, baby, and it is. That's paradise. That's paradise. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, but as it is written, eyes had not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has a paradise just waiting, just ready, just waiting. Are you prepared for the paradise that God has set up waiting? If not, get it ready. Get ready. If you think you need to get yourself some wonderful Jamaican-looking shirt prepared to go to paradise, fine, do whatever you got to do, but I tell you what you do need. You may not need a red jungle bird shirt like I need to get to relax, but what you do need is the red blood of Jesus Christ in your soul to wash you white as snow, and you need it now. And if you've got it, but you don't feel fresh, go to him in prayer right now. Get yourself prepared. Paradise is on the way, and God has everything set, everything ready. But are you? Get prepared. I know that when people a lot of times go to Hawaii, like my grand folks did and others, when they get ready to go on a trip, get on a vacation, they're prepared and ready, and they got everything packed. Are you packed and ready to go? Are you prepared? Do you have your ticket? Your ticket is Jesus Christ. Are you ready to go? I hope so. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to paradise. And I know you're already with me. I can't wait. We're going to go together. Because Jesus is, Jesus is going to take us to paradise together. And I'm looking forward to it. And as we close today, I'm going to finish what it started earlier. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. Listen to what it says now. We're going to do it in full here. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest. Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good or poor, if there's any virtue, and if there is any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. You think on these things, and that is paradise. Thinking on the Lord God is paradise. It may not seem like it sometimes. That's because our minds are not right, and we're not set Paradise is knowing that the Lord God has it all set up for us. Even in a world of trouble and sorrow, paradise is ready. And paradise is that close personal relationship. Even when storm is coming down, paradise is being with He who's got paradise ready and waiting for us. and We need to be set and ready for it. Let us bow in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for the paradise that you have I pray we be prepared for it. I pray we be ready. I pray, Lord God, that right now if there be someone, whether they be here or whether they be at home, if they're not prepared for the paradise that you've created, I pray on this day that they be prepared, that they be ready. I pray this in your holy, precious name.